seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Tonight, we're just going to hope it works. I hope so. Hi. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our live show that we do on Saturday nights. Uh, Tonight will be a much shorter live show. Yeah. With possibly more technical difficulties? Yeah, apparently, like a whole bunch of them, I guess. Yeah. Because... Couldn't even figure out audio tonight. It's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it comes with the territory sometimes of doing things online is that it just doesn't always work. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't. But, uh, I don't know. It's something that I say to people all the time is just like, hey, technology, great thing, as long as it decides to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, today, we just recorded what felt like forever, even though it really wasn't. Yeah. It, it was about the length of the average recording. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, so do I. <laughs> Once again, we're... Because uh, your phone is doing a thing, I think. You're in the call. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, this is great. I mean, I just tried during, joining the chat so that way I could moderate chat a little bit, but apparently that's not in the cards either. Yeah. It's, but it's normally a, that works fine. It's a bad technology night, I guess. Yeah. Once again... It's great when it decides to work. <laughs> Today we watched a double feature of The Exorcist and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And um, it was a long day. Yeah. It was four and a half hour of movie. And two hours of conversation about four and a half hours worth of movie. Yeah. Um, watched one good Exorcism movie and one bad, and we'll let you decide which one that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that episode will be up Thursday, obviously, because that is our normal upload time for our regular episodes. Yeah, we have one more double feature planned for this month, and then we have to do a Star Wars, or else we'd have another double feature. But yeah, our Star Wars plans fucked us again. <laughs> planning, but it's fine. It's been fun doing. Lucas. <laughs> It's been fun doing Star Wars, and I look forward to the next Star Wars, actually. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he thinks of the series from 8 onwards. I really don't know. Yeah, me neither. It's He is kind of an enigma, but that's kind of the joy of this show, is just to see like someone who wasn't really part of that pop culture, like what they think of all of these nuances. Yeah, yeah, which is what's been the most fun part about all of this. Um. But yeah, so far through all of our Halloween stuff, he hasn't been spooked or scared or startled once. He's had a couple jump scares, but like not even on jump scare parts. Like, I think all of the times that he's jumped and been scared for all of our showings has literally been like lightning. Yeah. Like not even a thing that's supposed to scare, just lightning happens. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things before like a disturbing image that happened in the exorcism happened on this episode. There just happened to be a kid that was screaming outside of your window because someone was chasing them with a scooter. And so he thought that was part of the movie for half a second. Yeah, which would have been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my goal next week is to scare E. I want to scare him. Now. Yeah. 
which there are ways to do that, but I feel like some of the things that we might think are scary just might disturb him, and then he'll just like hate the movie because of X, Y, and Z happened. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hurt him now. <laughs> <laughs> now the rains are coming off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm actually gonna like look deep into next week. Okay. And like I wanna I wanna make him feel bad. Yeah. Try to find some like truly <laughs> frightening things. Yeah. Something like not like so frightening that he's gonna be scarred for the rest of his life, but yeah. like So not audition then. No, no, not audition. <laughs> not not that one that we were talking about during the episode either. Uh oh, the one that you found at Entertain Mart? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not that. Like, I don't know if you forgot the name or you just not don't want to say the name of it. I forgot the name. Oh, Serbian film. Thank you. <laughs> Which uh, not August Underground Mordom. Right. You know, we're not going to show him that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like but... that. That's a uh, that's whenever I was trying to hurt myself. Times of like watching movies for me. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally I fall into that, and then I end up just saying something awful on the internet. So <laughs> that's how it goes. Those. That's, yeah. That's the gig. I mean, I was going to say. I think that's kind of one of the things which I do regret a little bit now like not a whole lot but like i kind of was that asshole friend of like hey have you seen this crazy video online yeah <laughs> i was there too yeah but yeah i uh, i watched a few things this week robbie okay um liz and i got apple plus eventually after a bunch of stuff that i talked about on the our regular show yeah. happened and um basically if you're not in the or in the apple ethos already and you don't already own you know, $10,000 worth of Apple products, it's hard to like get onto their new services. Yeah, it, it surprisingly is uh, with an existing ID anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went on there and we decided to just do like a trial thing that PS, that PlayStation was having, Sony was having. If you have a PlayStation 5 and you sign into Apple Plus with a PS5, then you get six months for free. Oh, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. So we started doing that process. We eventually did do that. Because John Stewart has a new show uh, called The Problem with John Stewart. And it's not as funny, but it's not the point right. to be funny is, I think, the, the thing that really needs to be said about it. It's not trying to be funny. There's jokes in there occasionally, but it's like yeah. trying to get a point across. Like the first one was about veterans and how they're treated after war and stuff. Which, shocker, it's terrible how they're treated afterwards. It's horrible. It's completely yeah. horrible. And it just it's. 40 minutes of that basically okay and it was a really good episode and i'm really looking forward to the rest of the, the series because one a week is how they're doing it i don't know for how many episodes though right um and then decided i was like well i'm here liz went to bed let's see what else is on this service because it all looks pretty bland if i'm being honest yeah and so my eye caught something that was uh produced or not produced presented is how it's said <laughs> Because that is actual producers, but presented by Lorne Michaels. And it has a couple like SNL alums in it. And then one current SNL cast member. Um, and it's called Schmigadoon. It's about this doctor couple. They're both doctors. And they fall in love and then eventually fall out of love. And they go on this like camping, hiking trip. And they get lost. And they fall into this fantasy land called Schmigadoon, where it's musicals all the time. And it's all musical cliches. And one of the doctors, the female, loves musicals. It's her favorite thing. Like the golden age of musicals. Okay, it, like 1950s musicals. Like Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other doctor, the male doctor, um, 
hates them. He fucking hates musicals. That's his character. He hates musicals. He hates the cliches of them. Terrible. And that's the show. It's six episodes of that. Uh, I don't think there was a single song in all of it because it's a musical still. Uh, I don't think there was a single song in it that I actually enjoyed as like a <laughs> musical song. It's it's funny because it's like lampooning and it's like a, a spoof on musicals. Right. And there's some good jokes and there's some really dark jokes. Like when they first get to the town, they start singing a song about like how the women need to be treated and stuff like that and stay in the kitchen. And it's like, and if she don't listen, she gets a slap. And both the doctors are like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a really dark joke in this very lighthearted place um it's not subtle i'm gonna say that right away it is not a subtle show at all it's six 25 to 30 minute episodes and i think it's too long something that could have been like a two hour long movie instead of a six episode arc easily okay super easily could have been a movie it would have been better off being a movie too yeah Uh, i've seen that a couple of times of like Thing, like shows that would have been better off as a movie because like the premise is like they're just stretching it out as long as they can to try to make a season go to 10 episodes and then like movies that are just trying to put way too much details in an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, this would have been perfect for two hours. Two okay. hour movie. You could cut out a whole bunch of musical numbers that way too that were really unforgettable and boring. But uh, Bland, I don't think I would recommend it to anybody. Okay. But if they're looking for something like waste 20 minutes six days in a row on which is basically what i did yeah then there's worse ways to do that honestly i mean to be fair like there's a couple weird things that i'll waste my time on every now and then like whenever i just have time to kill like i tend to do it a lot on youtube videos and things like that but like every now and then i'll be like scrolling through fate or through netflix or hbo plus or something like that like oh this looks kind of boring but i got a couple hours to kill so i might as well yeah yeah like i think the thing that's like really for me at least shows that like it's not a service that i think i'll love oh it's a yawn i'm so sorry you gotta hear that everybody (laughs) um it's really late but it's super corporate feeling okay like, so you feel like there's a producer like, no, we have to do this right here if you want any, even a cent of my money. Yeah. And like, you know, the Apple font, like the Apple font. Oh, right? yeah. That is like in all the trailers for all the shows for Apple Plus. And then like in the show, there's like three months before Schmigadoo and like a year and a half before Schmigadoo because there's like flashbacks. Yeah. And the font is the Apple font. And like probably very purposefully. Yeah, but too corporate (laughs) like it's too much corporate synergy for me to like feel comfortable and good about it as like being art (laughs) which is i I mean corporate art is a thing but it's very soulless art yeah like that's maybe the now that you say that that's what schmigadoon is to me like it's funny in parts but ultimately it doesn't have a soul like it doesn't feel like there's anything that anybody was trying to say with it or anything right so that's that's ultimately my problem with it Okay. Um, and then me and Liz finished the Are You Afraid of the Dark thing that I had been talking about. Yeah, you weeks. have been. Uh, the one that, another thing you said that you hated. <laughs> yeah, I finished both of them this week, both okay. six episodes long. Which I think the way that you described it too is very much of like you, like if they were movies, absolutely loved the first movie for what it was. And then they just, sequel felt awful. Yeah. Um, I think that <laughs> as this series went on, I think it's called Are You Afraid of the Dark? curse of the shadow man i think that's what it is 
empty man empty man no the empty man i think might be good <laughs> oh I, I might like the yeah. empty man <laughs> which sure i think so. that's also on hbo now because like i remember seeing it a couple times and like because i was either at work scrolling through an app or something i was just like oh i should watch that later and then haven't gotten to it yet i totally recommend everybody watch the empty man i think it might actually be a good great movie okay like the more you think about it, the more you're like, maybe I like that movie. Yeah, and I really want to watch it again, but it is also two and a half hours long. Right, so it's a sit. Um, but yeah, this Are You Afraid of the Dark series, the first three episodes I think are really kind of lame and slow. It, it introduces a lot of characters, but I don't think that the actual like kids are written very well. So that's sort of the problem. Yeah, um, they're acted pretty well. I don't think they're written well. Yeah. Well, that happens a lot because like, I feel like there are some actors that people don't like and it's unfair that they don't like it because like, it's not that they're bad actors. They're just written poorly. Yeah. Like, I think a good actor as a, in my opinion, at least is probably Gerard Butler. Good actor. He's done some incredible stuff in the past, but they've also written him in some terrible movies. Yeah, he's taken some shit roles. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he did like that weird thing where like he did a bunch of romantic comedies and then he'd be in like a, a thriller movie and then he'd be in a really, really good movie and then a couple more crappy romantic comedies. Yeah, he has, he has a really strange career. Right. I think he's in like his old chubby fat man stage now, though. So maybe yeah. he'll like throw out a whole bunch of great acting. Hopefully. Hopefully he pulls a Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it does like a whole bunch of great acting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Just becomes fat instead of skinny, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and hopefully, like that dude has done some crazy things with his body for movies. Yeah, I'm. Man, like, I am gonna be shocked if what's his name, Batman Man, uh, Robert Patterson. No. Uh, oh, Christian Bale. Yeah, I will be shocked if Christian Bale makes it past sixty-five. If I mean the fact that he's in his forties and he looks like he's getting to his sixties now because of how much stress he's put his body through. Like to be yeah. fair, like the man is a master of like doing what he wants with his body like, for sure. But goddamn, yeah. Like I don't think a human heart is meant to take that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to like take on all this fat and all this stress and like all this dietary craziness and then just nothing for six months. Yeah, like it's insane. I'm. I will be sad when he dies, and not even a moment of shock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's been a. I won't go into who, but like, there's been a couple celebrities that like whenever they died, I was just like, I'm not surprised. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Man, what was his name? The guy, he like wasn't a huge, I guess, but he was the star of Green Room. Yeah, um, that was actually an accident. Uh, he was it wasn't the suicide or anything, but yeah, no, he's, no. That was he's a, a part of the Twenty Seven Club. Um, let me look up his name really quick. It's a weird name too. Yeah, he had a, if I remember correctly, uh, either one or both his parents are from Russia, which is why he does such a good Russian accent. Hey, something with a K. I want to say. That's uh, Anton Yelchin. Not a K in there at all. No. <laughs> I knew it was Anton something, but I couldn't remember what the last one was. Or last uh, name was. Yeah, he was. That was that made me really sad when he died. Yeah. Because he's really good. He was very good actor. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, especially for how young he was. Because like I said, he's part of the 27 Club, which is also a very tragic list to end up on. Yeah. The very last movie that he did was green room i think actually yeah because i want to say he was getting ready to do something else and then you know ended up getting pinned between our i think it was a gate and his suv or something like that so like he had gotten out of his car to go and get the mail it was like this brick mailbox i guess like super reinforced like super high 
not high fashion, but like <laughs> high fashion mailbox. No, um, <laughs> but like a brick mailbox. Right. So like big square thing. And he like got out of his car, went to go check the mail and he just didn't put the e-brake on or something and it rolled down and pinned him in between it. Yeah. Uh, Googling it really quick. The last thing he was actually in apparently was Star Trek Beyond in 2016. Oh, was that the last one? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Green Room was in 2015, so it was right before that. But yeah, yeah like really good actor, had a very promising career ahead of him. He really did. He was going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Which he already had done some pretty great um, great films, if you ask me. Yeah, I think he already was amazing. Not not that he was going to be. He was already there, I think. Yeah. It, once again, did play in some kind of eh movies. Yeah, yeah. As do all actors. Because once again, like sometimes you just kind of write or writers just don't really give you anything to work with. Yeah. I think one of like the probably something that should have been great and wasn't was his Odd Thomas movie. Yeah, like um, that's actually a book that I do have that I need to read because like one of my friends whenever I was in Job Corps showed me that book and he's like, just re- go ahead and read the first page and tell me if you're not like already hooked into it. And like I started reading the first page and flipped over and started reading the second page and like was getting more into it as I was reading it. But like we had to go back to class like there in like five or ten minutes. I was like, I really need to read these books at some point in time. Yeah, I would say the first three are really good and then it goes way off the rails. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a good series. I liked him as Odd Thomas in the Odd Thomas movie. I did not like the screenplay of Odd Thomas, right. though. Because I think that it was just too aware of what it was, if that makes sense. Like sometimes that works for a movie, but not always. And I feel like with like the subject matter of Odd Thomas, like it can't really be too aware of itself. Yeah, it's so, like the problem is in Odd Thomas the book, like it's always mentioned every character he meets is like, Man, Thomas, you sure are an odd fellow, aren't you? And like in the book it's charming because it's not every five minutes that you're meeting a new character. But in an hour and forty five movie where every yeah. five minutes you're meeting a new character. And every character's like, you are odd, Thomas. Like, <laughs> fucking shut up. We get it. It feels like it should be almost like a weird stint in like a sitcom somewhere. Yeah, like it's almost like a catchphrase. <laughs> That's That was one of my biggest writing problems with that one. And then like, it puts too much of an emphasis on certain things that the series doesn't do, really. Um, but I think he was actually really good in that movie. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, are you for the dark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the characters grew on me a lot as it kept going, and I ended up not being as negative as I had been because I had, I feel like I had been slowly going way more negative as, as I kept describing it. <laughs> yeah, you, you kept on making it seem like it was just getting worse and worse. Like it was almost like there was a writer in the room that's just like, I just want to be done with this project, and the producer just kept slapping with dollar bills, going like, finish the script. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it episode four, five, and six are actually the best of the episodes. Okay. Um, because it takes a completely different turn of like, oh, it's not a ghost now. It's like now there's like a possession aspect to it and like murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just like a bunch of kids running and being scared. Uh, there's one kid character who I really hate. He's like pretty purposely the little kid brother. Yeah. And I can't even remember his name. And Seth. It's Seth. It's okay. Seth. His name's Seth. And- that's something that they always do with kid shows is like the little brother is always annoying no matter what. Yeah. And like, he's like obsessed with magic and stuff like that. And he saves the day a bunch, but I think that's maybe the worst kid actor in it is that kid, but he's not very old. I think he's like maybe nine or 10. Right. Honestly. But like, he's never looks scared. And every line of dialogue he has is like a joke. 
Right. So it makes him really kind of grating and annoying to like watch on the screen. So he was my least favorite of it. I ultimately like it wasn't scary at any point. I'll say that right off the bat. Uh, maybe th- if you're a kid, but maybe if you're real young, yeah. eight or nine, I think. But then I, I say that, but like I remember even like Goosebumps as a kid wasn't scary for me. There were a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that spooked me. OK, I'll admit that when I was a kid. Um, Never Goosebumps. I would agree with that. Though. Yeah. But Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think, leaned more towards like a teenage audience. OK, yeah. I don't think I watched quite as much of Are You Afraid of the Dark. It was. But... It had more good than Goosebumps, but there was a lot of not good. Also, yeah. I mean, Nickelodeon, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. But man, that I, I would. I highly recommend actually, because I don't know what your sleep schedule is. Go home maybe and watch it. <laughs> My sleep schedule is all over the place. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um. The very first episode, like the pilot episode, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" is the clown one. I think that still holds up as being creepy. Okay. It's literally the very first episode that they ever aired. It's pretty good, I think, actually. And I think like more of first and second season hit that tone rather than not. And then that reboot movie that they did that was four parts that was really just a movie um, a few years ago. That, I think, hit that tone really well. And then this doesn't really hit scary or creepy at any point. It's just mildly humorous. Okay. And then, like, sometimes some fun characters. And a couple of the actors, the kid actors in it, are, like, legitimately good. Like, they cry on cue. But like not like kid cry, like like actual cry, actual crying. Like it's really good. They do a really good job on parts that like would be really hard to make yourself cry on. I think actually, right. But. I think it's one of those things that is hard to find because like you have to let a kid be a kid, and like trying to make force him to be an adult, so either a good actor is never a good thing to do. Yeah, which has been done to some child actors in the past. Yeah. Um. So whenever you find a kid who's just legitimately good at acting, it's kind of almost like a godsend. Yeah. And I think that they got pretty lucky with the cast for the most part on this one. I would honestly really, really love to see them keep this cast and go on with like another six episodes next year or something. Because hmm. they're freshmen, I think, like f- freshmen, juniors, senior. They're teenagers. They're teenagers in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see them like do another another six episodes of these characters, though, and see like what else happens with them. Yeah. Because... They literally don't even sit around and tell a story for the Midnight Society until the very last episode. And it's the very end. They fucking Avengers it. Like, you know, it's the Avengers. Oh, and then it cuts off. Yeah. They fucking have this story for the Midnight Society. And then they throw the thing in and it ends. <laughs> like, you don't even ever get to, like, tell a story. Which is disappointing, but whatever. Anyway. Because yeah, I remember that being the big thing of, like, the original... Are you afraid of the dark? Like, I know, like, the premise of it was mostly just like kids sitting around a campfire and telling stories to each other. And, like, each story was like one of the little mini episodes within it. So, like, I remember as a kid, like, knowing what the premise was, I was like, oh, this is just like a a kid's version of uh, Tales from the Crypt almost. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Which, as a kid, I was allowed to watch just regular Tales of the Crypt. So, I think I was just kind (laughs) of like, meh, whatever. There aren't boobs in this at all. Why am I (laughs) watching this? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. There are a couple of things I have been watching, but like it's I'm still in the middle of them and I'm still kind of on the fence and whether they're actually good or not. Yeah. Like um, I'm like midway through watching Solar Opposites, which is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The show that um, 
oh, it's, um, the co-creator of Rick and Morty. I can't think of his name right now. I'll look him up real quick. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, made that film and like, you can tell it has very much like the same style of humor, but it's just, you know, if aliens crash landed, like, um, it says at the very beginning of each episode, like what the premise is, is like these aliens, uh, their planet ended up blowing up or got hit by an asteroid and they sent off a bunch of these ships to random planets to try to find a habitable planet and they ended up crash landing on earth. And now they're trying to repair their ship so they can find a better planet because living on earth sucks. And it's basically just like a situational comedy of like these super advanced aliens living on earth and just hating everything about humanity. And like the actual, the story itself isn't really all that interesting. I really like some of the side stories that they're doing with it though. Okay. Like um, one of the, cause they're technically not his kids, but like he, there's like the main guy and then he has clones in a weird way, but like one of them is a female clone of him. So like, and that's one of his <laughs> kids, quote unquote, cause like kids ver- like smaller versions of him basically. Yeah. And then like one that's just kind of like a super annoying version of him. That's his kind of his sidekick, if you will, huh. uh, more or less like his son, but like his younger clone of him, uh, has a habit of like shrinking down people and then putting him inside of a little terrarium, like watching him just like live in almost like a, having a, like a ant farm almost, but it's mm-hmm. like a bunch of little humans that have been shrunk down. And like inside of that terrarium, there's like all these humans that like they're fed nothing but candy. And so candy becomes the currency that's in there. And it's like this dystopian world inside of this terrarium. And like with all these different like political levels of like, um, and like <laughs> kind of almost like a Mad Max esque kind of thing. And that was really funny and kind of really charming what they did with that. But it's a side story. You get that. Like, I think in the six episodes I watched, there's two episodes where they talk about it and like, one episode like where they really dive deep into it and that's about it huh also justin roiland justin roiland yes yeah. thank you uh he made that and then i'm not sure who made this other show but there's a, another cartoon on hbo called the prince which is basically just like poking fun at the royal family and that's the same thing is like basically the premise of that move our premise of the show is the royal family's terrible and they're a bunch of uh, or they're a bunch of rich snobs that don't care about anything other than their own vanity like, oh so it's about reality yeah <laughs> but like <laughs> They had to put at the very beginning, like, this is kind of a, like, this is meant to be a parody that doesn't, like, reflect anyone real, even though it's, like, reflecting the royal family. Yeah. But, yeah. like, they don't want to get sued by the royal family, so they have to put that there. Uh, but, yeah, it's mostly just them being, like, a bunch of awful people. And then, like, uh, Prince William, I believe, the one who's um, married to famous actress here in America. I'm that Liz yeah. is definitely the one to ask about the Royal okay. family. I got anyways. Nothing. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like him just having like this weird disconnect with reality all the time. Like the very first episode, there's a, a scene where like, he's like looking at the fridge and, uh, Megan something. Markle Mark, Megan Markle. Yeah. That Megan sounds Markle. right. Yeah. I hope that's the right name. <laughs> I bet that is. Somebody has something to say in the comments that I can't read from here. <laughs> um, best show. Thanks. Yeah. Alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> whether he's talking about the prince or he's talking about our show thanks yeah i'm just gonna assume it's us yeah sure uh, i'm gonna let the vanity go yeah <laughs> um but yeah like that show like because uh, it shows like a disconnect like uh, whenever they go move back to la and they're in an apartment he just keeps like opening up and closing the fridge and he's like look it's like a little room but it's cold in there <laughs> like, yeah that's what refrigerators do you have fridges at the royal palace yes this is like a room or uh, inside of a bigger room that's apartments. This is the craziest palace I've ever been in. It's not a palace. <laughs> like it's just like dumb jokes like that. But there, once again, there are side stories. Like, um, uh, the queen's favorite dish is like this thing called a flemmy tart. I think is what it's called. And like, like, it turns out that like whenever she was young, that was her favorite treat. And there's only like a select few chefs that knew how to make it. And so like they 
took all of those chefs underground that knew how to make it and just like had them make it 24 seven for the queen. And eventually they became, because they had no sunlight and all they had to eat was like the flimmery tarts that they were making. They started to like kind of morph into like these weird creatures. And so like, there's like these weird zombie creatures that are making these flimmery tarts for the queen. Uh, since she was a small child and like one day the queen just decides she doesn't like them anymore. So they go down and like take a, a flamethrower to all the creatures down there. So they don't basically have zombies underneath the palace anymore. I like that. And then like there's one that just happened to survive and escape. And so like there's side stories like that that I really like about that one too. But like the main idea of the show is like, yeah, they're terrible rich people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you're 100% Meghan Markle. No. Okay. I wasn't sure because I don't really follow her career too much. Yeah. But yeah. uh, Yeah, that's. It's an interesting show, but like I'm kind of on the fence whether I actually like both of them because so far I like the side stories more than I like the actual story of it. Okay, so like it's fun for the side things really then? Yeah, in my opinion it is. It's almost like, oh yeah, there's like this thing that's happening over here, but all these side quests are really interesting though. (laughs) Oh, so it's just a Bethesda game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, Yeah, I mean that's kind of all I have. There's a couple other things, but I think I'll save them for like a more long form. Yeah, thing. that's fair. I mean, the only other thing that I was going to say is uh, I'm, you heard about the Twitch thing because we were talking about that earlier, about how um, apparently some hacker had taken like 129 gigabytes worth of data and put uh, the torrent on 4chan for everyone to see like, hey, this is the source code for Twitch. And fuck Twitch. Yeah. And it like leaked everybody's everything right more or less yeah because like um they're not sure if it like leaked out addresses and passwords because like anyone who makes money off of twitch they have to give their address and they have to have like a password and blah 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 yeah and they're not sure about that because he said it was a part one to this and like twitch has come forward and said like oh this is like a legitimate thing but like we're wait to see how legitimate with part two so like as far as they know like uh addresses and like um personal information hasn't been leaked out yet uh, and they're hoping that it hasn't, but they also address like anyone who like has a even a Twitch password, they should change it now because like it could have been compromised. They're just not a hundred percent sure yet. That and put two factor authentication, which is I think a good thing to say for anything. Yeah, I'm not terribly worried because like I have not done anything with my Twitch. Yeah, I literally just have it to watch things, and that's like, more or less mine too. But I also have two factor authentication on it too. So yeah, yeah. Um. I will say like uh, the thing that a lot of people were freaking out about, which I don't know why they were freaking out about it is like uh, they leaked out how much all or everyone is making off of Twitch. And they are uh, apparently that became a big deal because it turns out like, yeah, the top hundred creators, most were millionaires off of Twitch. Yeah. But like, that's their job. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Uh, the thing that was surprising to me is like a show that I watch apparently is like the top earner on there. Yeah, that actually uh, I just want to mention the chat here real quick. The alchemist in chat says the uh, disenchantment or disenchanted. Oh, d- uh, yeah, I think disenchanted yeah, on Netflix is also really good. It is. It's yeah. uh the same peeps who do Simpsons and did Futurama. I can't remember their name. Yeah, it but. kind of like I've only seen the first episode of that, but it has a very Futurama, but like set in Disneyland kind of feel to it. Yeah, I would say like the one thing I maybe don't like about that is the timing. I think purposely so is slightly off on jokes because like they don't have to edit themselves as much they oh, just yeah. make it as long as they want and so i think that kind of hurt the like joke timing with that a little bit but i do like the show it's very funny still yeah um but yeah so like the the people the D D. oh yeah critical role critical role yeah. um i think what bothered me about them being like the top earners is and i'm not even sure i didn't look at the exact numbers of what they make but like 
it kind of bothers me that they did a Kickstarter for their animation stuff when they make that much. I mean, I think part of it has to do with like they also have to pay all their actors and they have like it, it's an actual company. Like it's not just like a couple of people playing. There well, yeah, is like, yeah. you know, expensive camera crews going on and like microphones and they have a uh, an actual studio that they do all their filming at and everything. So it actually yeah. is like a legitimate business at this point. So like, it's, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, that's that's my problem with it is like yeah. it's a business like yeah. they make a lot of money and they get like donations and all this stuff still like. Right. That's that's what bothers me about the Kickstarter is like it feels like they wanted to not take any of the yeah i think that's what it was is um there have been other companies i think they're just trying to be safe about it because they're like we're not even sure if this is something that people want so like we'll just do a kickstarter and see how well that goes yeah uh i will say like because i don't care who you are as a business like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars would be a huge thing to um would be like a huge amount of money to dump into something that ends up being a failure yeah and i think that they were worried about that probably but like Oh, then again, I might be a little bit biased about it, but it, it was one of those things like that's what they wanted to get was $750,000 for it. And then they just it ended up going to be way more than that to where like, instead of doing like, oh, we're going to do like this 30 minute animated special that is, happens to be canon with our original thing turn into like, oh, I guess like we've made enough money. We're going to do an entire season of this fucking show. Yeah. Which like, I hope it does well for them, obviously, because you don't want to like hope something flops on people. Right. But it's just... I hope maybe this humbles them a little bit. Not that like, I don't think they aren't humble already, but like, and I don't think they've even not treated it like a business. Cause everything that I've seen with them, they always treat it like a business, right? They're never like, we do this for fun in our basement kind of people. Like they're like, yeah, this is what we do for yeah. a living. And they've made it very clear. Like this is like a legitimate business now kind of thing. And like, yeah. whenever the pandemic hit, they were very keen on like, oh yeah, we could have just turned to like a whole big Skype messaging thing, but because it's a business and we have to treat it like that, like other people's livelihoods are on our, are on the line now. So we have to make sure that this is a good product that we're putting out. Yeah. And like they kind of went above and beyond when it came to like making sure that like people were safe and like did like a whole big socially distanced set and like every single person gets their own camera now and everyone gets their own microphone and like everyone has their own separate table to do their thing and everything to like make sure that everything is like separated, but still safe, but able to do it live with each other. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like none of, none of like what they make really bugged me, but like there's never like any disillusion of like how much, like that's some, like these people are millionaires. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's one guy in particular, I can't think of his name right now, but he's like very critical over like billion dollar businesses basically and capitalism in large like apparently he's a multimillionaire off of twitch too like i think he makes something like two million dollars a month off of it jesus yeah and so like people are like oh you go on about how capitalism is bad and how it's bad to be rich but look how much money you make kind of thing and he just kind of like went forward and he's like i never lied about how much i make off of this i have my subscriber <laughs> count right here you take my subscriber count and you are uh, times it by 2.5 that's what i'm making every month off of this like you guys are sending me this money. You shouldn't be mad about it. Kind of yeah. And like, I mean, um, it, I think it's okay. Like I really enough, like Philip DeFranco said this and I actually hundred percent agree with him on it. I still think it's okay for a millionaire to be critical over the bullshit that billionaires are doing. Yeah. Cause like there's tons of millionaires, like one out of seven or yeah. One out of seven people in New York alone are billionaires. And that's a lot of people are millionaires. Sorry. I don't think that's a real stat. No. Um, millionaires. Um, yeah. yeah millionaires. That. But like billionaires, like they're still far and few in between. And like, they're doing a lot of the evil corporate shit that people like look at rich people and hate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad about them making the money. 
I'm mad about them making that money and then still asking for more money is yeah. is where I'm like iffy on it. But like, it's up to the fans, right? Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not a fan. Of, like, I don't consume that content, so I can't say like what's fair for that or not. Like the fan, you're a fan, so like, yeah. I think it's up to the fans to say what they're gonna, what the taste in their mouth is about it. Right. Yeah. Because I I'm as a not fan, I don't I don't have any say in it. I don't consume the content. Like I don't have any criticism for the content itself constructive or otherwise so i don't i don't think i have a voice in the voice in the game at all i mean i still think that there's a there's a way to like have a voice about it like you know i feel this way about it and like i do get that like it's kind of one of those things of like you know i guess whenever any millionaire or million dollar company asks for money from anybody else like i think i kind of in a weird way it's almost like whenever like Taco Bell asks like, Hey, do you want to round that up to the nearest dollar for charity kind of thing? And like, really <laughs> right. what you're doing is you're just like paying their, um, you're paying that company's taxes that year through charity. Yeah. what It actually is. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's one of those things I started to think about with like some of the bigger YouTubers. Cause like there's are a lot of like YouTubers and Twitch streamers and everything that have done a lot for charity and like raised millions of dollars for all these different charities. And I wonder how much that does go like go to their taxes. Yeah. Which, you know, still, I think it's somewhat fair because they're still doing good. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to the right places. If it's going to the right places, yeah. I guess I should say. Because we don't really know for sure. You got, you got to trust them. Yeah. To trust you got to trust that they did the research and that it's a legitimate um, a legitimate uh, charity company and everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, I think I'm spent for the night. Okay. It a, it's a short one, but yeah. it's late for us on this end yeah we did start this one a little bit late but like i said i'm a functioning insomniac anyway so i could probably go for another hour if i had to but i know that you're i, I can see that look in your eye if you're starting to get tired yeah um, it's there the only other thing i was going to add on with that is um i got a really weird like what i'm guessing was a scam email saying that uh if you try to buy things off the digital storefront of the ps3 it'll no longer work if you have a credit card or paypal so you have to like go out and buy a um buy a PlayStation gift card and like put it on the thing and then get a game that way. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I decided to test that out myself. I actually went on like the PS3 store and got persona two on their digital storefront with my PayPal worked fine. Oh yeah. So like that might've been a weird scam email of like, Oh, like you're going to have to get a gift card to do that, but you can get a gift card from us. So like, yeah, it seems like it was actually a really well done one though. Like it seemed legitimate enough. Like I could have believed it. Huh? But I guess also speaking of scams, uh, one thing that happened recently with Jill actually is because uh, like this actually happened to someone. I don't know if you're following her on Facebook, but I am is uh, someone that we went to high school with. Actually, like she got her Facebook um, hacked and like there was a person on there that was like, like, hey, go ahead or give me your, I think, cash app information and what? I'll send you money. What? Yeah. And like it was this whole <laughs> thing. And like then other bot accounts like are give them fake information like, hey, I just got a thousand dollars. Wow kind of thing like that was going on her facebook for a little while there fun yeah um i guess uh someone tried getting gel with that scam like someone <laughs> that was on her facebook tried like asking her like hey do you have a, a cash app i'd like to send you some money and she's like no i don't have a cash app what do you have a paypal no i don't have a paypal either well, what do you have i have hoes in different area codes <laughs> <laughs> immediately stopped talking to her after that <laughs> good job yeah Jill. good, good job. job gel <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that was it was a pretty creative way to deal with the scammer. <laughs> uh all right. Well, I'm gonna say here real quick, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, contact us if you will. Um, you could do that at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. 
We also have a link tree that'll send you to our socials and a few different places that you can listen to the show on. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash L-O-I-P. Again, that is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash L-O-I-P. Robbie, get us out of here. All right. So if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Stay six feet apart. Get a vac- or get vaccinated if you can. Ah. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you joined us or whether you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robbie, for sticking around for this very short show. Of course. Uh, and see- if you want to listen to other ones, we have a bunch of other ones in the backlog to listen to. Tons of them. Tons and tons of them, honestly. Uh, which I think people know because our post credits are our most popular thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, everybody out there, be safe. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.